Patch Coding for Precision Fluid Placement, Part 1, a podcast by Mark Miller, Coding Tech Slot Dyes. The world has gone patch coding crazy. Batteries, pharmaceuticals, even adhesives. The interest in reducing waste and providing functional coating that can be used right off the coding station is very high. With this increased interest in intermittent coding, we also have to consider the technical challenges. Every coding process has a start and a stop. In patch coding, this occurs more often than not at the beginning and end of a roll. Of course, the steady state continuous flow in between starting and stopping has been discussed at length and has its own issues to deal with. But what special issues are associated with a start and stop of a coding head? For this discussion, we'll concentrate on slot die patch coding. Any shape can be coded as long as it's a rectangle. In the start up and stop flow analysis, the challenge is to reduce waste and defects associated with the transition from fluid flow to not. The considerations of startup include wetting of the fluid on the substrate, pump control of fluid dynamics, and physical position of the coating equipment to the substrate. Wetting, the ability of the fluid to displace air at the fluid solid interface in coating is critical to reducing defects. If the surface tension of the fluid and the surface energy of the substrate are not compatible, the start of the coating bead may be delayed or jagged. This would lead to an improper head of the coated patch. Surface energy modification may be required to produce a solid patch. Pump control. There are many techniques for intermittent coating, with the most widespread technique using valve control of the fluid and physical movement of the coating head. The valve acts as the immediate start-stop of fluid flow, while the mechanical movement of the coating head breaks the wetted bead. The timing of the valve control with the mechanical movement can produce a good head or a poor start that includes poor bridging of the fluid, streaks, or a heavy head. Physical position. Where the coating head sits in relation to the substrate can determine the output flow of the fluid head. As a liquid surface approaches the substrate, the liquid boundary layer has vapor molecules that begin to adsorb to the substrate surface. This adsorption forms a bridge when the concentration is high enough. If the bridge occurs with a concentration that is even across the coating width, the coating will be uniform for the head or beginning of the coated patch. If the concentrated vapor is too far away, the substrate surface too rough, or the concentration of the fluid fluctuates, the coating will create a curved coating head to the patch. The considerations of stopping are similar to startup, but need to consider fluid reaction to mechanical and rheological behavior. The resultant tail of the coated patch is a function of the timing between the valve for fluid control, mechanical movement of the coating head, and wettability of the substrate by the fluid. There is not just one way to coat patches of fluid onto a substrate, but as long as you are aware of the coating fundamentals, you will be successful in your intermittent coating operation. Intermittent coating or patch coating is coating with a start and stop shorter than the length of the full roll and defined by an uncoated border. In the case of slot die intermittent coating, the shape is always a rectangle. Intermittent coating can be completed in full web or lane coating, creating rectangles down web from the coating source. The limit is based off patch control and reaction time. 
Why would someone be interested in coding a discrete patch of coding instead of full web continuous coding? Money. The most common example is in the world of battery coding. When coding an anode or cathode, fuel cells in lithium-ion batteries require an uncoded border to reduce the chance of a short circuit in the final construction. What this experiment was designed to evaluate are the limits of the coding width and spacing allowable with slot die coding technology. The application of lithium-ion battery technology, along with the product specifications, provide the outline for the experimental procedure and conclusions. One of the earliest known patents regarding slot die technology and intermittent coding is credited to Edward Chuinsky. His patent number is 4938994 from 1990. This patent describes the basis of intermittent coding required for printed electronics based off flow control and mechanical movement. This patent also describes multi-layer fluid coding to allow for more than one fluid to be coded simultaneously on the same side of the substrate. Further information, and the patent closest to the current arrangement, is described by a 3M patent, patent number 5360629, in which a pattern of discrete patches are spaced on a moving substrate. These coatings are created with a slot die and metering pump where a valve directs the fluid to either the slot die or a holding tank. The three-way valve is important to most intermittent coating applications today. Description of the PLC control provides insight into the process utilized in this experiment. Another patent application from Watanabe et al. Patent 5824156 describes a physical reduction in flow, shutoff bar positioned within the slot die to eliminate flow through a position within the slot opening. This shutoff bar is located internal to the slot die, while some non-patented applications have considered a shutoff bar external to the slot opening. For lithium-ion battery applications, the following data set is common and was the basis of the experiment performed. A coat width of 340 millimeters, a coat length of 680 millimeters, intermittent coating capability required up to 10 meters per minute, 30 meters per minute in a further study, with a maximum 3 millimeter tail allowed. Crosswave variation tolerance based off weight, 5 plus or minus 0.15 milligrams per centimeter squared. Required coating speed at least 10 meters per minute for a slurry with a loading of 6 milligrams per centimeter squared and 50% solids content. Coating edge quality to match crosswave coating variation capability and tension control improvement to match downweb coating variation capability based off weight, 5 plus or minus 0.15 milligrams per centimeter squared. The initial start and final stop flow control is what is considered the head and tail of an intermittent coating patch. Following industry protocol, the goal is to reduce this increased or decreased thickness to a maximum of 3 millimeters in length when coating a discrete patch at 10 meters per minute. The head and tail occur for reasons of typical start and stop phenomenon, crossweb caliper control, velocity gradient, pressure gradient, and volumetric flow. When the anode or cathode is coated onto a foil, aluminum and copper respectively, besides the start and stop phenomenon of the head and tail, we also have to deal with edge effects. When assembling the final battery cell, any significant variation in coat weight will cause issues in the battery performance. Edge effects occur for three main reasons, surface tension, film stretching, 
and dies well. The combined head and tail effects with edge effects may seem small in the coded and calendared product, but the stack of multiple layers can increase the variation by millimeters and cause unevenness, wrinkling, folding, and power differentials, none of which is allowable in energy storage devices. This current distribution variation is recognized in the worst case as a spike in energy with runaway heat. Heavy edges increase battery cell volume and decrease energy density. There are two fundamental methods for creating discrete coatings on continuous web, flow control and mechanical movement. The response time of each is critical to the resulting patch quality. This is the realm of computer control, electrical response, and programming know-how. The intermittent programming logic needs to control as much as the die position movement, valve start and stop, web control, and possibly vacuum for fluid pinning. The response time of the valve and the time required for physical movement are the controlling factors of the patch length. Flow control. In a typical arrangement, a three-way valve controls the flow of fluid toward and away from the slot die. Flow control includes valves that work within the closed slot die system to allow for flow that is diverted when not needed for coating, and shutoff bars within and external to the slot die to keep internal fluid flow within the slot die from escaping. Mechanical movement. If the fluid flow control is not enough to break the bead, then mechanical movement of the equipment is required to create clean starts and stops for the rectilinear path. The mechanical movement can include moving the slot die away from the substrate or moving the substrate away from the slot die. This movement can be controlled by pistons that react with air or mechanical positioning. Another option is to utilize a cam for controlled motion with valving to match the cam motion. This concludes part one of the column. Part two will cover experimental results and conclusions.